1: presented by at&t connecting changes everything you're listening to fox sports radio Radio. this is straight out of vegas with the voice of vegas your host rj bell The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
2: You heard it. I'm RJ live, coast to coast, six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock here in Vegas. An action packed hour for you this Wednesday. We've got the talk. In Lakerland, Anthony Davis. What would it mean to the odds? Also, Cam Newton on the shelf. What does that mean? Bottom of the hour, first look ahead to the weekend's three biggest NFL games in studio, joined by the pros who know Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. And with all the college knowledge, Brad Powers, sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You can't have pros without Joe's. He's back, Jonas Knox.
4: Uh, good to be back here, RJ. And straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We start in the NBA, where the NBA rumor mill was buzzing all throughout Wednesday with talk of Anthony Davis to the Lakers, the potential. How could it get done? How could it happen? RJ, What is the Vegas perspective on the Anthony Davis rumors to L.A.?
2: Yeah, a ton of NFL and college football for the show, but we're going to start with our one and only basketball story. Fez, you're a specialist in the NFL, two-time super contest champion, only guy ever to do that. And we'll say in counting because team pregame is now favored to win another. Almost unbelievable, but not really. Very believable. (laughs) And we'll be talking about that $640,000 prize we're now favored to grab up here, Fez. Wait, I'm distracted. Do we even want to talk Anthony Davis? I was up till <laughs> 2 a.m. working on my NFL notes. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll do the best I can. But, NBA. But, but no doubt, NBA is your second love, and you originate in the NBA. And what does originating mean in Vegas? It means betting your own opinion. Most bettors, most smart bettors, they aggregate others' opinions. Brad pa- – I don't know enough to win a college football, not even close, but give me Brad Powers, gives me, give me other pregame pros, and I'm going to find a way to win, right? And But when you originate, you're the source of the winners. You originate in the NBA. So let's start with the simple question. If Anthony Davis went to the Lakers, and let's assume they don't lose anything. They're going to lose – Multiple players. But we don't know who, so let's not even speculate. If Davis goes to the Lakers and then we say, to the next day, let's start a draft. Who's going to win the title? Where's the Lakers on that list? The Lakers jump up to the number two choice. Number two. And I'm assuming Golden State's one. Yes. All right, so you're saying Warriors still favored, Lakers second. Correct. I agree with that. I mean, I've heard people say, I mean, I think they're wacky, but I've heard people say that, oh, maybe they'd be about equal to Toronto. You know, like the Lakers with Andy. You know, Brad, that seems crazy, doesn't it? It does. But I've heard, have you heard that, Fast. I have heard that. And to me, it's something where... Maybe in the regular season you can make that case. Maybe if all you did was say Anthony Davis is worth, what, about five points, you could say, well, you add five to the Lakers' current number. But I would make the case Anthony Davis to the Lakers is potentially a two plus two equals five situation, meaning you've got the greatest basketball mind of the century, I think it's fair to say, but certainly playing today, LeBron James. He, if he wants to, can bring the best out of anyone because he's so multidimensional. He can do so much, LeBron. It's what can you do best? I'll make sure you get a chance to do that, and I'll fill in. It's like the guy that can do every job on the floor of the plant. Well, who's, who's missing today? Okay, he's sick. I'll do his job. LeBron is like that utility knife that can do everything. And when he's motivated... He's going to let Anthony Davis be the best Anthony Davis he could be. And some would make the case Anthony Davis is the second best player in the NBA right now. Where would you put him? I would put him number
5: two, actually. B- behind LeBron? Yeah, LeBron's clear cut, still number one. I don't so, know if that's
2: going to last another year. Well, again, it's all they father time, is undefeated. But today, he's the best player in the NBA. Yes. And wow, so this would be the two best players in the NBA on the same team. Has that ever been the case? Shaq and Kobe? Mm, but was Kobe the second best player? I mean, Tim Duncan was better than Kobe at that point, I would make the case. But again, people could make the case Durant's better than De- But this could be the first time you know since 1980, let's say, Bird Magic, that the two best players are on the same team. But still, Golden State? Would be favored? Yeah, because Durant
5: and Curry are in the top five here.
2: Okay, so, so now after that, let's look at the Lakers depth right now. RJ Bell straight out of Vegas talking about Anthony Davis possibly going to the Lakers. How would Vegas react? Jonas, let me ask you this. Right now, where do you put Anthony Davis? I uh, top three. I would put
4: uh LeBron. Is Durant the other yeah, one? LeBron Durant and then Anthony Davis. Yeah. So you got
2: and you'd have Durant ahead. Yes. Boy, when you look at the numbers with the Warriors, when Durant's out and they don't seem to miss a beat, and when Steph's out, they are like, what, an average team? Yeah, they're
5: slightly above 500. You could clearly make the case Durant, best best player in the NBA, he's not even the best player in his own team.
2: Well, yeah, and maybe not best player in the NBA, but maybe second. I think a lot of people think second. So how in the heck can Durant be that good and not seem to matter to the Warriors. It's it's strange. I've been trying to figure that out. I remember. This. Does it make you question your assumption? No,
4: no. I still think he's the second best player, and also because look, it, maybe it's a recency bias. We've seen him two years in a row be the best player in the biggest games facing LeBron James. I still have LeBron slightly ahead of him, but I think Durant's number two.
2: Oh, I tell you, but wouldn't you make the case prior to coming to Golden State, Durant underperformed in the playoffs? Yeah,
4: yeah, and I think the uh, so you the, add
2: up his career. He's a underperformer in the playoffs, Durant.
4: Uh, yeah, but his last two moments in the playoffs are pretty significant.
2: Oh, that seems square, doesn't it, Faz? I mean, I'm not judging Jonas, <laughs> but <laughs> but but I tell you, a lot of people feel that. You know, the Durant's right there with LeBron. Even I mean, obviously there was the debate: was he passing LeBron? But let's look at the Lakers' depth. Right now, this is points per game. We're gonna go from highest down. LeBron. Kuzma, Ingram, McGee, Pope, Lonzo, Hart, Rondo. Those are eight players. You add in Anthony Davis, that's nine. Let's just take two out. You take two out, and I don't care who the two are, really. I don't think it's going to be Kuzma, so let's say assume it's not him. This is probably the deepest seven in the NBA, So usually if you are so front-loaded at the top, look at Golden State. That's interesting. If Golden State sat their five best players, let's say there was a non-starters tournament in the NBA, would Golden State be the worst team? I don't
5: know if they'd be the worst, but they would definitely
2: struggle. Right? So isn't it interesting that on one hand – Anthony Davis and LeBron might be the two best players ever to be on the same team, at least in the modern era. I don't know about Bill Russell and Cousy and all that. On the other hand, the Lakers, even if they give up two of their current eight, would be mighty, mighty deep. So from a pure
5: mathematical perspective, the sum of the parts says the Lakers should become the best team. Then the question is, can all the players integrate properly?
2: And LeBron's a master. He's a glue guy. What do you think, Brad?
3: I think you might have a case. If you can you know, come on the verge of leading Golden State in the finals with Matthew Dellavedova as one of your primary five guys, like he did a couple of years ago at the Cavs, I-, I don't question LeBron. Or
2: anyone yes. other than Love on last year's team. Yes. Yeah, that playoff
5: run. Think about how good we were saying Toronto was. I was saying Toronto was. Last year. Last year, until they run into LeBron and then forget about it.
2: R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas, wrapping up Anthony Davis to the Lakers talk. I want to bring up, because I was right, <laughs> I can't avoid it. Well, I guess I could avoid it, but I, I, I don't have the discipline not to. We were talking about the idea, oh, the Lakers should trade, or what? the Lakers didn't make a move, they're making a big mistake. And we disagreed with Colin when he said, oh, the Lakers are LeBron in a bunch of transactions. And my thought was, and I shared it to the you on Straight Out of Vegas, all the listeners, was this was a perfect opportunity for Magic to see what he had. I mean, who would have guessed Kuzma? Is, is he the second? I mean, right now, if you're drafting a team, Fez, after LeBron, do you take Kuzma second on the Lakers? Ingram, you take Ingram. Ingram's the better player, I believe. That's not the consensus opinion right now. Mm. So, what do you think of that, Jonas? Uh, Ingram is the second best player. I would say that. Are we talking potential? Or are we talking about the way they're playing today? Um, to way to, way they're
4: playing today, I would say Kuzma because Ingram has been a, a bit of a disappointment. But I think around. I mean, the what league, year is this? Is Ingram a rookie? I think I this think is. So. I think it's his third year. At what mistaken. point is he going to start performing? I know, and, and that's and that's fair. But I I still think that people look at him as having so much upside that if he gets with the right system or the right coach they can build him.
2: That's what you're. That's what I think. My dad was saying about Jeff George a long time ago. <laughs> oh, trust me, that Jay arm Cutler, on him, That arm on yeah, him. Jay Cutler. Everybody. <laughs> and and I mean the case could be made. Lonzo is really stepping up this year. You know at least. More recently, wouldn't you say, Fez?
5: You know, I haven't followed it closely enough.
2: So, I mean, I would say that. And it just seems like Magic has been so intelligent about his approach here. Let's see what we got. Let's see the way they play together. And maybe, maybe let's let some people shine that might make them more attractive for trade bait. And then we know what we got Better than anyone else, and we negotiate, get that next super that that second superstar, and not make sure not to give up what we really want to keep. And there you are. I mean, if the I don't know who that is, but assume the Lakers keep either Ingram or Kuzma and give up one other young player and they get Davis, it feels like that would be an amazing validation of the Magic Johnson approach. I'm Magic Johnson. You know how many finals I've been in? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bet against Magic, Jonas. And I also think that
4: if they were to add Anthony Davis, you talk about depth, there's going to be veterans around the league that will sign on to play with that team for a minimum. We've seen it, whether it's David West or or some of the uh, Celtic team, the big three that was put together there, veteran players are going to want to sign up for them. I mean, hell, Rondo signed up on a one-year deal. Lance Stevenson's a short-term deal. They've already gravitated there without Anthony Davis. With him there, I think it would be even more significant.
2: I agree with you. And if anything, the uh, idea of those veterans who do sign for a lot less than they could make, and Wes being an example with the Spurs a couple years back, it was like he took like the minimum over, I think he could have had $12 million. I actually respect those guys. I mean, if you got so much money, you don't know what to do with it. What's the difference? But a guy like that, that money would have meant something, but he wanted to win so badly. That's the kind of guys I want on my team. Up next, we're going to talk about Cam Newton sitting and what Vegas thinks that means for this weekend. That's
4: RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right
1: here on Fox Sports Radio. Right
0: out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight
4: Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of You, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, a decision was made on the season for one NFL quarterback.
2: And we bring each weekday the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the strip, 68 degrees and the neon is flowing. Guys, it was
4: announced earlier today that Cam Newton will not play against the Atlanta Falcons coming up this weekend and is expected to be shut down for the final two games of the year, dealing with a sore throwing shoulder. RJ, what is the Vegas reaction
2: on the decision by the Carolina Panthers? Big, big, and I think maybe too much. So lines come out Sunday late afternoon for the next week's games in the NFL. Now, pregame.com, we are the official odds provider for the Associated Press. 750 newspapers every day, over 1,000 websites. Oftentimes, we aggregate the market. right? So let's say we think, oh, Seattle should be pick em against Kansas City, maybe. Well, if the market is two and a half, now what's the market? The market is... All the Vegas books, and there's a dozen plus, online books, New Jersey books, European books. It's a world market for most American sports, the big ones. It'd be crazy for us to tell the AP, oh, the lines pick them. No, we think it might be pick, should be pick them. But the market is, let's say, two and a half now, Kansas City favored, which it is this week. So oftentimes, most of the time, it's an aggregation and a weighting of the current market. We read it. And provide it. But in the NFL, we have to have the world openers. We are the first line because the newspapers need the line early. So, Fez, you anchor along with some others what that line should be. And, you know, when you really think about it on Sunday, looking at that line. So what is a little bit complex when it comes to Sunday is when it's a team playing on Monday. Now, oftentimes, the only concern is, oh, maybe one team looks great, the other team looks horrible, and you have to adjust, or maybe there could be an injury. But, boy, this week was different because if Carolina won against the Saints, they would have controlled their destiny. I don't know mathematically, but they would have felt in control. You know, we win this one, we win the next two, got a heck of a chance. Would have been the assumption coming into this week, coming into week 16. But losing, it would be season's over. Dream crushed. So, boy, that line on Sunday, without knowing what happened Monday, had to account for that. And the line they came out with was Carolina favored by four points, hosting Atlanta. So the assumption is, and I think the assumption was, hey, Carolina is probably going to lose because they were underdogs on Monday. And, but if they win, this line probably goes to six. And if they lose, it probably goes to three or so. Well, Carolina lost. But not only did they lose on Monday, Cam looked physically hobbled. His shoulder looked bad. So the line went from Carolina favored by four to two and a half. Now, remember, we talk about it all the time. Three, most key number in the NFL. It's the most common margin of victory. It's super valuable. And, going from four through the number three to two and a half was a big move. All right, so Carolina favored by two and a half. Now, the talk started, oh, do you put Cam on the shelf? But we didn't know. No one knew for sure. Now, when it was announced today Cam's on the shelf isn't playing, the line went from Carolina favored by two and a half all the way to Carolina being a three and a half point underdog. So now, if you look at it from Sunday till today, Wednesday, the line went from Carolina favored by four to now being a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. The simple math tells us that that is seven-and-a-half points. Wow. Fez, Cam Newton is worth seven-and-a-half points? No. So what's going
5: on? Well, there's. The motivation aspect, like you mentioned, at six and seven, Carolina was live for a potential playoff run. At six and eight, they're virtually drawing dead. So that's got to be a downgrade of Carolina just from motivation of about a point.
2: Okay. So Cam Newton's worth six and a half. A healthy
5: Cam Newton is clearly worth six and a half. But RJ, he's not healthy.
2: And that's a great point. We think about injuries incorrectly as a binary. He's, it's like, Oh, do I put him in in my Madden game? Okay, he's in. He's fun. No, these are human beings. Sometimes hundred percent, sometimes less. So yeah, you can be out, you can be in. Yeah, that's a binary. But within the in, there's a spectrum. And looking at Cam on Monday, I don't know how you quantify it. Was he seventy percent? Oh, not even close to I mean, seventy was, percent. Was Cam better than a replacement level quarterback? You know, would you rather have had Andy Dalton healthy or Cam Newton the way he was uh, – his physical skills on Monday night?
5: Oh, Andy Dalton, clearly.
2: And Andy Dalton's what, the 20th best quarterback when he's healthy? Yes. So Cam was a below-average starter on Monday night.
5: Absolutely. Throwing wobblers couldn't throw the ball more than 10
2: yards down the field. So what we're saying is from a below-average starter based upon Cam's physical limitations – to the backup, and his name's Henke? Is that right, Brad? Heineke. 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 Like Heineke Heineke in the drink. Yeah, Heineke. (laughs) Where did he
3: play college? Old Dominion, four-year starter, threw for more than 14,000 yards. (laughs) Know him well. (laughs)
2: Come on, I saw you on your phone. Don't act like that was out of your head now.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can tell you stories about Taylor Heineken. I had some a few bets on Old Dominion. They were transitioning I, from one double A to single A. Yeah, I'm very familiar with them.
5: I read nine newspapers a day.
2: I mean, Brad does have all the college knowledge. Well, I'll tell you this. You look at his passer rating in the preseason, it was 101, which is like a borderline all pro. Now, listen. Preseason is preseason, right? Mr. August, he is. What, what did he have, 34 attempts, Brad?
3: Yeah, 36 attempts. He's 24 out of 36.
2: So 36 attempts, a passer rating, of 101. And then you got to wonder one more thing. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas, wrapping up Cam Newton's effect on the line. you got to wonder if the rest of the Panthers think this is our chance to shine. Meaning if the defense steps up, now, again, I think Riverboat Ron's probably out the door. And does that create sort of a substitute teacher effect? But I think there's a chance the rest of the Panthers play hard because Cam's out, because in theory, it's a chance to to really shine because they're not going to be talking about Cam if they win. They're going to be talking about some wide receiver or, or Keekley or whatever. What's your gut feeling? In fact, do you right now – lean towards Carolina getting three and a half?
5: Oh, absolutely. I think we could have a conversation based upon what we saw Monday where Cam Newton was able to generate zero points. Remember, the only touchdown for Carolina, halfback option pass touchdown. Heineke could actually be as good. You sure it's not hanky?
2: It could be hanky. I really no, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> well, let's agree with that. I got a feeling to, that's the question is, especially these guys seem to come in for one game and there's no tape on them, that, that oftentimes they overperform. And you know while everyone else is planning for the holidays, Mr. Heineke
5: 24-7 is preparing for Week 16 and 17.
4: Guys, we go now to the NFL where the AFC and NFC Pro Bowl rosters were announced yesterday, the LA Chargers leading the way with seven Pro Bowl selections, followed by the Chiefs and Steelers who each have six, but let's get down to it. What is the Vegas view on the exhibition game we know as the Pro Bowl?
2: Yeah, this is an example, Jonas, of where I like to say we're not a typical sports talk show. We're not going to talk about snubs and all that. We're going to talk about money. And I think there's one clear opportunity here, Fez, for money. And it's the Oakland Raiders. Raiders, zero players pick for the team. And Gruden, who we have talked about at length, is they're certainly not tanking. And remember, if you actually look at the projections, Arizona is now 90% to have the number one pick. So if you're right there on the cusp like the Raiders are, it's almost like, hey, that's been decided. I'm not sure it would have mattered anyway. It seems like Gruden has his his motivational stick. They didn't think one of us was worthy of this team. Let's go out and show them. And, oh, by the way, odds on, last game ever for the Raiders at the Coliseum uh, in Oakland And Gruden was on in the media talking how meaningful that was to him. So it feels like the Raiders might have a double uh, whammy of motivation. What do you think, Fez? Agreed, and it might even be a triple
5: whammy because if you recall back week two, Oakland had Denver dead to rights in Denver and had that game won and let it slip away.
2: Oh, so it's like we could have had—so now it— I don't know if that adds to the motivation for the Raiders, but I think it adds to the confidence, a sense, hey, we can get a win here.
4: Absolutely.
5: They outplayed
2: we can, them in Denver early outplayed. in the year. All right. In just one minute, speaking of the NFL – we're going to give the first Vegas look at the three biggest games of the NFL weekend.
4: That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Steve DeSager.
6: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Quarterback Cam Newton with his shoulder injury will be shut down for the year by the Panthers. Carolina has lost six straight games. On to injured reserve with knee injuries. Running back of the Lions carry on Johnson. Running back from the Falcons Devontae Freeman. And also Dolphins veteran running back Frank Gore goes to IR with a sprained foot. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he will play Sunday at the Jets. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen returned to limited practice today after his hip injury last week. Pittsburgh running back James Conner though with his bad ankle says he's still not ready to return to game action as of today. The Raiders are signing quarterback Nathan Peterman to their practice squad. The other backup for Oakland is A.J. McCarron, but his wife just gave birth last night. The Rams expect running back Todd Gurley with his sore knee to play Sunday at Arizona. The Cardinals claimed ex-Rams return man Farrow Cooper today. One college football game tonight, the Frisco Bowl in Texas with San Diego State against a Pio The Aztecs of San Diego State have lost four of their last five games. Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate will return to the Wildcats next season. Alabama has the number one ranked class as the early signing period began today. Alabama QB Tua Bailoa says his injured ankle is doing great, says he'll probably be 100% for the college football playoff semifinal. To the NBA, 12 games tonight, including Chicago at 7-24, and 24, hosting Brooklyn. Zach Levine of the Bulls with his bad ankle will miss two to four weeks. He's already missed about a week. Miami guard Gordon Warren Dragic had knee surgery today. He'll be out another couple of months. And in college hoops, North Carolina gave coach Roy Williamson an extension through 2028 when he'll be 77 years old. Back to you.
4: Thanks, Steve. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have best bets, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Wednesday night. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
2: Actually, I'm going to have an early best time to be bad for the weekend. Hey, Brad, real quick, signing information. You follow these college players literally at the recruiting high school level. Biggest surprise.
3: I think the the Oregon Ducks signing the number five class in the country, to put that in perspective, by far the best class that Oregon has ever signed. Never did this under Chip Kelly, number five recruiting class right now.
4: Guys, let's take an early look ahead to some key NFL games this weekend. We're going to start with the Texans and the Eagles. Right now, Philadelphia at home is a two and a half point favorite
2: on pregame.com. Fez, what is, and we're not picking this. What are the biggest factors? What do you, as a prof- as a professional better, care about?
5: I am disappointed as a pro better that these two teams are playing each other, RJ, because I think they're both overrated. The Houston Texans, we've spoken about that. ESPN's number six rated team. I only have them as my number ten rated team. Ten and one run, but lots of close wins that could have gone either way in many of those games.
2: Okay, and I agree with you. I tell you, I've been digging in the numbers. And, guys, we've been talking about it. I'm not sure enough, though, quite frankly, is our team, straight out of Vegas, our podcast, The Dream Preview, we entered the $5,000 super contest. Now, what's that? It's the biggest handicapping contest in the world and the biggest in history ever with a $5,000 or greater entry fee. 125 people, winner, take all, 640 smacks, as I call it, thousand, dimes, whatever. And we are now favored to win it. We're one game back of one player, but an online book has us favored. I think that's correct. And I treated this like an exam week, doing just double work. Whatever I typically would do, double work. And one, our listeners get to benefit straight out of Vegas right here, podcast, because we're doing so much work fast, because I want this thing. It'd be your third. I want it too. Uh, you want it, huh? I want it. You want it three? Yes, sir. Are you doing extra work? I am. Alright. Well, I gotta listen. Here's what I, you know, some could say there's just good fortune here. I would say the following.
1: But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you.
2: That's out to those competing against us in the contest. (laughs) But as I dug into Houston, boy, some of their numbers look good. I just wonder if we've been saying that same thing again and again, all those close wins. And I I just don't know how overrated they are at this point. Because if they had a record, if they had a, a market pricing like a team that's won 10 of 11, I would agree with you. But, I mean, look at this line right now. So we got the Texans are a a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Philly. That implies that the Texans are the smallest smidge better, three for home field, Philly's home. So are we really saying that the Texans aren't, Clearly better than the Eagles with Nick Foles?
5: Well, that ties Would the te-
2: Imagine this for a second. Would the Texans have been a 13-point underdog at the Rams? No, and it ties in
5: with my second point. These Eagles have become massively overrated, not based upon lots of data points. One data point, RJ, you have been trumpeting the fact that the Rams are not nearly as good as they were early in the year, and you've questioned whether they were even that good early in the year. So the Eagles win one game against the Rams and all of a sudden they're better
2: with Nick Foles than they were three weeks ago with Wentz? I don't think so. So to me, it feels like, yeah, we can make the case that Houston is overrated in some abstraction, but in this given game, which is all that really matters, it feels like them getting two and a half is far from overrated. Agreed, because Houston's
5: clearly, in my eyes, better than Philly right now.
4: Guys, Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by GEICO, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. From the Texans and the Eagles, we go to New Orleans, where the Saints hosting the Steelers this weekend are a a 5.5-point favorite.
5: Factor number one, Steve Fazek. You know, I'm looking at the total, and this is the key factor here, RJ. I like the under, and it's all about the Saints. So what's the under? Under 53 and a half for the. uh, So the total total points points under 53. Go ahead. And it's all about the Saints winning with defense. First eight games, average score, Saints won 35 to 27, 62 points. RJ, the last four games the Saints have played, average score, Saints 20, opponents 13. There's been a
2: fundamental shift in how the Saints are playing football. Well, but I don't think that's the right phrase. How they're playing football implies they're doing something purposely. Or maybe not to have still win, but win in an entirely different way, in a grind them out way. It feels like on one hand the defense has gotten a lot better for the Saints, and the offensive has gotten a lot worse. Is that fair to say? It it is. So what's been the cause? of the Saints' offense getting worse? Well, the Saints lost their left tackle, Armstead. He's been out the last
5: five games, and I do think that that's a big part of it. Also, I'm worried about Drew Brees, who's 39 years old now, and he'd only thrown one interception through the first 10 weeks of the season. Now, all of a sudden, he's not looking like the same quarterback.
2: So is this a matter of, and we've seen it with Brady, as a season progresses, these older quarterbacks tend just through, uh, you know, a hit here, a hit there, And they just, I guess maybe as you're older, if you have 10% less physicality because you're banged up, now you maybe have 10% less because you're older, now it's 10% more, and then it reaches a point where it's a problem. Yes. So you say right now, Drew Brees, so under that theory, we wouldn't expect the Saints to get any better the rest of the year. I would not. But
5: you still got them as clearly the best team. Yeah, almost by default because look at their competitors. Everyone else is falling down. New England, Kansas City, the Rams, all of the teams that we thought had the
2: potential to be elite have fallen back. I kind of wonder, I said this a couple weeks ago and you poo-pooed it. It feels like that the league at the top is so much weaker this year than last year. I mean, it just feels like like last year, I would have thought last year's Saints team is better than this year's. I mean, obviously, the defense wasn't as good, but the offense is so much better than what we're seeing now. I think Minnesota's team last year was better. Philadelphia was obviously better. And New England was obviously better. I mean, it feels like almost across the board, last year's team, like there might have been three or four teams last year better than the Saints this year.
5: Agreed. And the two teams that have made big step-ups, obviously Kansas City and now the Chargers.
2: When we come back, we're going to give you the third big NFL game, plus tonight's college football, plus my early NFL parlay.
4: That's all next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here
1: on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight
1: out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: I'm R.J.
4: Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Guys, we have another game in the NFL we want to take a look at early on. It is Sunday night in Seattle. The Seahawks hosting the Chiefs right now on pregame.com. Kansas City, a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
2: Yeah, big game, big game. Faz, we were wrong. We do those AP lines we talked about it Sunday, world openers. We actually had Seahawks favorite here. Yeah, we got the opener wrong. We'll see what happens with the closer. That's what I'm saying. Is Was it wrong or is the market wrong? (laughs) What do you think? uh, This is one of the three big Sunday games. What do you think the number one factor is?
5: I think the Kansas City injuries to their skill position players. Remember their top running back, Hunt, released their backup running back where I don't know if he's going to play shoulder injury. Look at the top two wide receivers for Kansas City. Tyreek Hale, he's all world, but he's got lingering heel and wrist injuries. He does not look a full 100 percent. And the number two wide receiver for Kansas City, Watkins, likely out with a foot injury.
2: Now, Watkins hasn't been super productive this year, right? No, not that important. So calling him number two. If anything, if he were healthy, it'd be a bonus, right? Mm. Because he hasn't really been healthy this
5: year, has he? No, he was healthy before he hurt, he hurt his foot. He, you're right. Ty he Tyree was Cowell, healthy before he got hurt? Yes. Tyree Hill H- obviously, we all? is number one and number two for this team. But, but Watkins still is, is the second-best wide receiver.
2: Okay. But if you look at the season and say how much did Watkins matter to what Kansas City has done this year, how would you characterize it? it he wouldn't be a feature uh, offensive component.
5: Would he be worth how many points? he probably would be worth a little less than
4: half a
2: point. I think a lot less than <laughs> half a point.
4: Guys, coming up a little over an hour from now, it is the Frisco Bowl between Ohio and San Diego State. And right now, Ohio is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com.
2: Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Do you lean on this game or like it?
3: I lean. So this this means pizza money. This isn't a big bet to be had here. I lean on San Diego State plus two-and-a-half. Why? Well, it's very similar to what we liked UAB last night it's a fade against a conference this conference being the Mac the Mac since Christmas Day 2015 one and 12 straight up in bowl games and yet the team from the Mac Ohio favored in this bowl game give me San Diego State as a lean plus two and a half the market agrees it came off a key number of three today
2: so you're not batting
3: it not bet oh well, I bet it at three Uh-oh. number but you're not betting it now. Three is the most key number in football.
2: That's true. That's true. Now, why would a conference matter quickly? Like, if you have a history of a conference not doing well in bowls, what does that tell you? Well,
3: the conference, in this case, the MAC doesn't really handle – I would say the tra- they're always traveling very long distances and always playing in weather conditions like they will in Texas here that are 20, 30, 40 degrees warmer than what they've been practicing in in the last six
2: weeks. So it's the fact they don't have the resources, their fans to travel, and it's the fact that the, the winter teams have a disadvantage, you think, in the bowls, I do
4: we have an early best time to be bad coming up here in just a moment on straight out of Vegas but we want to let you know we are brought to you by Geico this is a 30 second commercial I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you but please stay with me in just 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance this company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years and anytime you need help you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24 7 the company is Geico go to geico.com today sorry for all the numbers and in 5-4 Three, two, one. I'm out of time. Here on Straight Out of Vegas, we don't encourage bad behavior,
1: but occasionally there's a time and a place. So you want to be bad? Really bad? Vegas is here to tell you the best time to be bad.
2: All right, this is another of our correlated parlays. What does that mean? If one leg of it wins. The second leg has a better chance to win. And we talked about earlier, and we'll be getting into some of these playoff correlations, as in, hey, there's an early game. The Steelers, for example, Baltimore, if they lose, Pittsburgh is like 90% to win the division. So maybe if you like Kansas or I'm sorry if you like the Chargers, you could say give me the Chargers and the Saints on a parlay because if the Chargers win and cover, boy, the Saints look mighty good cuz Pittsburgh's motivation goes down. We'll be talking about that tomorrow and Friday on Straight Out of Vegas. This one though, it's in the NFL and it's going to be the Patriots versus the Bills. Now if you actually look in closely into the box score the Bill Shady McCoy didn't play last week. Ivory, is that the name, Fez, their yeah. second He was limited. And their third string back got hurt. They had a fourth stringer in, and this week it may still be a fourth stringer. Have you gotten an update on that, Fez? I
5: have not. I thought McCoy was,
2: had a better than 50% chance to play. Wow. Well, with McCoy, that means about a 10% chance. <laughs> so what, what, I, what I would say is the one thing we know about the Patriots Teams struggle if they're one dimensional. And if the Bills can't run, that means Josh Allen is passing. That means trouble. On the other hand, I don't think the Patriots have any great desire for like huge margin here. I think they want to finish the season and get ready for the playoffs. So I look at this as Bills and the under. So this is a two team parlay, Bills plus 13, 13 and a half, under 44 and a half. I think that's a parlay, but I think it's a profitable one.
4: If you missed any of today's show, you can get the podcast on FoxSportsRadio.com. The Odd Couple is next here on FSR. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern
1: time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.